And welcome to the League, exploring the League of Legends lore from A to Z. My name is Rebecca. And I'm John. My name is Mark. And today we get to talk about the great Steam Golem Blitzcrank, who was released September 2nd, 2009. Hell yeah. Getting back to the oldies. Uh, on the Riot Universe page, Blitzcrank has a bio, a video called The Climb that was released in 2018, and a short story called Ensom- Ensemble. Yep. And that's it. They have not added... He is featured in other cinematics. They just kind of aren't here because one of them's newer. Some of them are... He's in, but maybe not featured heavily enough that they wanted to include it on his universe. Uh, But, yeah, he's in a few that we'll go over. I say he. He's not a he. They. (laughs) They are are in a few. They, They did retcon him being a he... At some point in the future, he was a he up until at least 2017, but whenever they added his new lore in, uh, that has been retconned. They yeah. are they. Change the pronouns. Mm. Um, John has uh, substantially more notes than Mark and I do because Blitz is also apparently in just an array of <laughs> AUs. He also has notes about the original bios, which I'm excited Ooh. to hear about because I never read... Well, it's I don't have a lot of notes about the original, so oh, okay. just okay. just like random, some random snippets here and there. Sure. <laughs> to help make sense of some discrepancies that the <laughs> oh. his new bio clashes with uh, Victor's yeah. where it used to fit. So I have a few notes on where those don't line up anymore. Okay. Oh, interesting. Cool, because I did read Victor's and I was, and I saw that, I was like, this doesn't seem accurate. Uh, so I'll be curious <laughs> to get the full story. So... Yeah, I thought Victor was a villain. Is he? That's well, a major point. Okay. <sighs> Nothing's that's, quite wet. It's a sore point from what I can tell for the, the, the lore community is I think there are a lot of people who don't like how Victor became so villainous. And I think they've tried to fix him some in the newer stuff. Mm, yeah. It's Zareth all over again. Victor <laughs> strikes me as the, yeah, like the opposite of Azir where he was... He just comes off more villainous, but was written like not at all like a villain, yeah. hmm. but is just kind of portrayed that way, like <laughs> outside of his bio. Well, hmm, I know this isn't the Victor episode, but I was going to say, yeah, I do remember there being, I want to say kind of a kerfuffle when some of his new lore came out and he was very one note villain. And a lot of people thought that they kind of lost a lot of that nuance. And I, I think Riot specifically went back and was like, okay, let's try and fix some of this. So. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 not super fitting uh, for him to be so villainous, given his role in Blitzcrank's bio. Uh, but let's talk about that first, sure. if Mark wants to give us a quick summary. It's pretty yeah, short. Yeah, Blitz doesn't have a, a ton. And Blitz is nice and nice and contained, I guess I would say, at least in the, the normal, <laughs> the Runeterra Prime lore, whatever we're going to call it. Um, <laughs> yeah, he's not going anywhere. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> Okay, so this this story takes us to, to Zaun, um, and I I guess for a bit of context, I'll just throw it out there that Zaun and Piltover are kind of one city, but they've been stratified to where Piltover is up on the top, and Zaun is the under city that exists. Um, Zaun being much more 
dangerous and, you know, I guess wild, for lack of a better word, free form sort of <laughs> things just kind of go nuttier and so on, and it's a lot more dangerous. So Blitzcrank was originally one of the many steam golems that existed to clear out the toxic sludge at the bottom of Zaun. Um, just like every other steam golem, no sapience or self-awareness, any of that jazz, and eventually actually mm-hmm. broke and just fell into complete disrepair until being discovered by Victor. So that's why we were talking about it so much. And <laughs> and Victor decided to experiment and try and see what he could do with this this husk, I guess you would say, and placed a Hextech crystal inside of Blitzcrank. And we'll talk about why Hextech's important you know, <laughs> later on. Uh, Blitzcrank popped back up to life, uh, started doing his stuff, but doing it way more efficient and with a lot of gusto. And uh, Victor observed that Blitzcrank was starting to learn and becoming, you know, like I said, a sapient being self-aware, whatever you want to call it, sort of becoming like an actual individual, I guess we could say. Victor tried to replicate it, but couldn't. There was just something about Blitzcrank and the way that he did it. It was just a one-time, you know, whatever condition it was, whatever variables. Um, That being said, as I kind of mentioned, Blitzcrank was still learning. Blitzcrank doesn't have much in the way of nuance, I guess we would say. So you would have people saying, oh, I'm, I'm locked out. I'm locked out. Can you help me? And so Blitzcrank just smashes the door in because, you know, <laughs> you know, he's like a computer. You're Computers are, welcome, are dumb. Citizen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, now this kind of comes to a head when uh, there is, I guess, a ke- chemical toxins that are spilling into a neighborhood and Victor orders or commands or tells Blitzcrank, I don't know exactly that relationship to, you know, go stop the chemicals. And Blitzcrank's like, oh, it's coming from this factory. I'll tear down this factory. <laughs> That'll solve that problem right away <laughs> in that very you know logical way. And he does. And then the factory owner, a Kim Baron, and we'll talk about Kim Barons as well, I guess, who owned that shit was very unhappy, comes up to Victor and essentially says, look, either you destroy Blitzcrank or I'll destroy you, I guess. Paid in blood, whatever exactly that means. Now, Victor, yeah. you know, being not a villain, decided, you know what, I'm going to sneak out Blitzcrank. We'll get Blitzcrank out secretly and protect Blitz from all that. But when he goes to do it, Blitzcrank's gone. And so Blitz is now just kind of roaming around Zaun, helping people in their particular way, but generally doing good. And and that's kind of where it's left off. So pretty straightforward. Nice and tight, like I said. Mm-hmm. It was nice to get... Um a nice small story after all of these space celestial <laughs> bullshit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> nice small scale. Yes. yes. Yeah, very appropriately A robot. Scaled. Yes. Just trying to help people. Doing their best. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's... Yeah, there's not a ton of details about Blitz or their... We get some kind of hints at... To, what we would say their personality is or that's developing there. It's a little hard to tell exactly how, you know, how, how on the scale of, you know, completely robot to completely fully sentient sapient being Blitzcrank falls, but certainly more towards that, that far end, the latter. It was interesting. So they took, they took a bit out of the bio that used to be in the old bio kind of around his sentience where in, in the old one, it was less, you know that they were enhanced with hextech ability and that's what caused the sentience and more they were always like i guess just a little bit different and started tinkering with their own mm. inner workings hmm. and being able to i guess ignore kind of more commands or like do um you know do their own programming i guess <laughs> uh and 
at the end of the I think it was I think it was the second bio. They've gone through three bios at this point: <laughs> the the launch bio, the somewhere around 2017 bio, and then this one. But I think it was the second one where they have a whole section about how Blitzcrank appealed to the Techmaturgy Council in order to be granted the title of um, sentient and therefore no longer like a golem or automaton, like get, get his like freedom as like an actual person or being. <laughs> Interesting. Uh, that sounds a little familiar. I. I... I kind of like it. I don't know. I, I kind of like some of that aspect of it. The the self-improvement stuff and him or Blitzcrank going through the, the proper channels, as it were. Like, get official and everything. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, definitely. And it, I think the the new bio, we, we mentioned a little bit how it doesn't perfectly align with Victor's anymore because one of the big points of contention in Victor's bio is that another scientist is taking credit for building Blitzcrank where you know, Victor built him, which is not what happened in, in Blitzcrank's bio. Victor for sure like brought him back or brought them back to life, but didn't didn't build them in the old the old lore was actually Victor that, that built Blitzcrank from oh. scratch. Okay. That makes a bit more sense. I, I will say it, it does make more sense that there would be a lot of these things and not just the one Blitzcrank that existed. Um and so it it, it does make more sense that he's not a a tr- or Blitz is not a true one-of-a-kind you know, creation, I guess. But just a nice yeah. happenstance. It definitely, it, it's a little interesting, too, because it's in the new lore and in the story, too, it's kind of like Blitz is just out doing their own thing. They're helping people where they can. In the old lore, it definitely seemed like Blitz had wandered to, I forget whether it was, I think wandered to Piltover or something, or like the professor who was stealing credit for building Blitz like brought them to Piltover. But they're basically being studied as like, oh, why is this? Why does this robot have sentience? He's kind of being experimented on and trying to figure out why this happened to this one robot. Um, and I, I don't, I don't feel like that's happening in this new lore either. He seems much yeah. more like a, I don't know, superhero maybe. <laughs> the beginnings of one, yeah. Yeah, I. It might be one of those things where Riot's trying to leave it open, more open. Probably. Like they like to do, <laughs> yeah. to kind of see. Uh, yeah, this was our first uh, dive into Zon as well. I didn't realize that it was beneath Piltover. Oh, really? No, I had no idea. Uh, I'd heard of both places, <laughs> but <laughs> but I didn't know that Zon was beneath Piltover. I find that very interesting. This is a weird story trope that I like. I really like hidden. I do. I tend to like hidden underground cities, which Zon isn't, but it's still. I still find it fun. Mm. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Zon is 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 really cool. Um, I I I think Zon is probably if I was ever gonna if I was ever gonna play or run like a tabletop game that was in Runeterra, Zon and Piltover I think are by far the best picks because they're very contained and because of that I feel like Riot has to be very dense in fleshing it out and giving it a lot of things and flavor and details. Whereas with Shurima, Freljord, those kind of bigger places, they can just set up these really big epic, you know, whatever, conflicts, and it's like, okay, that does all the heavy lifting. But with Zahn, it's it's one place. It's like, so we've got to really put a lot of shit in there, and it feels very fleshed out, and I like that a lot. Yeah, it's our first uh, city, really, I think, that we're exploring in the lore yeah. so far. Yeah, that's definitely true. It, it, it definitely has elements of, like, that dichotomy of um, 
you know, Demacia, Noxus with Piltover and Zahn, where like Piltover is kind of like the Demacia where there are like lots of rules in place. There are like strict guidelines that have to be followed. Whereas, you know, Zahn and Noxus, like the only limit is kind of your own, you know, determination or like imagination. And if you want to break the rules, like go here because they're not gonna, they're not gonna stop you from being you. (laughs) That, That being said, I think there are several cases, too, where people are doing experiments even outside of Zahn's uh, own kind of idea of morality. Oh. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, that's that's definitely true. I mean, I, that's I, I mean that's why I kind of like it, I guess, is like you said, it takes those really large rot conflicts and brings them into a really, really tight space. So there, there's a ton of interaction going on between it. It's it's got a very just a very unique flavor and i think when you look at the art and the stuff they've created for zon i know that was them and piltover were more recently touched than say you know shirima or even noxus i want to say and it definitely shows because it feels like there's just been a lot of care that's been put into the place and it has a very very distinct you know style visually you can just look at something and immediately immediately say that's that's zonian right or zonite whatever <laughs> whatever the, the correct <laughs> thing is um Yes. So, uh, did we like the bio? I, f- I, f- I feel like we all did. We all appreciated the smaller scaleness of it. Yeah, I think it's definitely appropriate for Blitzcrank. I think there's some cool, or or not, not maybe not cool is the right word. Some some pre-existing relationships you could pluck at for a future Blitzcrank thing. Um, mm-hmm. It would be nice to have a name for the Kim Baron. Would be kind of the one thing I wish we had mm-hmm. was who was that Kim Baron? Because that could easily be. They still probably want to kill Bloodscrank, right? You know, it's <laughs> that's a thread that's hanging out there. Um, yeah, and he can't exactly hide very well, I imagine. Doesn't seem to do. A, doesn't seem to try to hide. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we don't have any Ken Barons in game for for all that they're talked about. I feel like in a lot of the the Zonite champions lores, and I guess from seeing kind of. I think I think we see some of them in in things like maybe not the barons themselves, but like goons of the barons in like Echo's lore and things like that. Oh. Um, I never yeah, heard we of don't them. Really hear, we don't really see much of chem barons. Yeah, I mean, so I mean, John, you can help help me in in talking about them, I guess. But they're 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 kind of like mob bosses, right? That's kind of what they oh. serve as. In, of Zon, they're kind of the 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 people who control. Most of Zon, they they describe them in that Zon um, region thing on the universe as being the ones who kind of keep it, things from just going completely buck wild, which I I guess I don't have much to to, to prove that out beyond that that one statement, but I guess <laughs> I we can assume that 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 seems like something the Chem Barons say. <laughs> yeah, without us, this place would be buck wild. When in reality, they're the reason that it sucks so much for so many people. Yeah. Yeah, that's definitely true. Um, but again, like everything in Zon, they're just really, it's just really cool. This takes a very normal thing and just th- slaps that Zon aesthetic on it. And it's real, it's real cool. And I would love to see one or have one as a champion. Because um, they're just neat. <laughs> <laughs> everything is so fucking neat from this whole whole region. Yeah, yeah, know. that would be really interesting. There would be some good skins that could come from that as well, I feel like. Um, For sure. So the video that's on Blitz's page, I think is just, uh, it was just like a 2018 season kind of hype video is yeah. what it sounded like. Yeah. Uh, I'd never seen it, actually. Okay. Yeah. Oh, really? Huh. Yeah. Blitz just has a fun 
moment in it and that's it. it's one of those like Cameo. fighting videos but it was cute I, and you don't see blitz in videos that much yeah he's been in like i think two real cinematics and then like a handful of animated cinematics yeah let's see he's got the wild rift and then i know the race for the cup one from god is that 2012 season two was oh, that god. It? 2013 yeah <laughs> By, yeah, the, by the animators yeah. of Legend oh, of Korra and Boondocks. What? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that is Mir, I think it was. Oh, I didn't know that. All right. Well, moving on to the short story. Um, this was delightful. Right. <laughs> I feel like I hadn't had a delightful story in a while. It was a lot of fun. <laughs> and like, I yeah. liked how it was written. I liked yeah. that it was a nice, simple story, too. And I think there there was a lot of things about this I actually really liked in terms of building on the things that his bio had set up. Yeah, hmm. yeah. So who wants to do, I think, Mark, were you going to do a summary of the story? I'm sorry, I didn't take any I can. notes, actually. It is, three, it is three lines long in terms of my summary. Oh, hell yeah. Let's go. Let's put it together. Very short. Yeah, Blitz is, is riding what they call the Rising Howl, which is a very large... Very large elevator, because again, we talked about it's a big vertical city, so you take the, el- the these massive, I don't know what the, the actual word is that they use for them. They but use the word descender, elevator. the opposite of elevator. Descender. <laughs> yeah. Hey, you know what? It's still, it, makes it still makes it feel unique. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's true. Um, massive descender. And this one's, I, I've, I've heard this name before in a few other Zon stories. So this is like the big one, the rising howl. Uh, but he is riding it, um, enjoying the night air and the sounds of the machinery specifically. He it's it seems like he likes to go and just listen to all the the precision of the. I keep saying he Bliss Crank likes to go and see all the <laughs> listen to all the precision of the the machinery kind of clicking and whirring. And while that's happening, the elevator suddenly breaks and just starts to fall into a free fall. And Bliss Crank, you know, has, who's riding on it, actually riding on the outside, which is a really neat detail because they can't really fit in the first place, so they just go and stand <laughs> on the outside. <laughs> Uh, pulls a Spider-Man and you know grabs a hold on the one, saves a kid who falls out from the thing with his with their uh, rocket grab, mm. puts a kid on the back, and then you know shoots the hand up and you know has kind of got stuck in in midair and you know slowly safely descends. Everyone's safe and Blitzcrank saves everyone and you know walks off to go do <laughs> more Blitzcrank things. Uh-huh, and that's really uh-huh, it in terms uh-huh. of the, the yeah. summary. Yeah. Yeah. Now there are a few terms in here that I actually had to look up because okay. I was unfamiliar with and I wasn't sure if they were Zon specific terms or whether they were just real words that I didn't know. And I was half and half. Okay. <laughs> oh, so okay. the first one that came up was cultivare, uh, which was uh, I went through the Zon page and they actually had a, a section about these, but they're specifically uh, isolated crystal houses owned by the wealthiest people in Zon that contain trees and plants, and they're basically a symbol of power, and they have clean air, which is remarkably rare in Zon. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that's a big deal. The other thing I had to look up was the instrument that the bard was playing, because I, I had never heard of that before. The, I, I Honestly, I, I don't know how to pronounce it either. I'm going to go with Chitarone. Chitarone. Sounds uh, right. Say it with a has, French accent. She she toddle. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but it has it has a different name that I think it's more commonly known by, which I forgot to write down. But it's basically just it's a lute that is reaches up to six feet in length and it is fourteen it has fourteen strings. It's got six okay. strings which are 
plucked on like a normal fretted keyboard, kind of like a modern day guitar. And it has eight long single bass strings, which you'd play by plucking the hand. So it was kind of like a combination of two instruments in one. And it was massive. I went and actually found audio of this instrument being played. And I put it on (laughs) while I listened because some guy is playing it on the elevator as it's going down. So I put it on while I was listening to it to, to set the mood. Yeah, that's cute. I I'll want to look that up. My my one complaint with the story is that I had a really really hard time visualing a lo- visualizing rather a lot of what was happening. It was very simple, mm-hmm. but it was um I think all of the bios or the stories are written with the assumption that you know exactly what and who everyone is. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't know if that's really the way to do it. I know they want to try to not be repeating themselves constantly and explaining the same things constantly. But, like, John, you know the lore okay and had to look up some words about what they were talking about. So I definitely <laughs> I definitely felt a little lost occasionally by, like, the what felt like an info dump of terms that I'd never heard of before. Mm. And just trying to visualize this incredibly simple scene of Blitz riding down in an elevator. Uh, So while I did really like it and it paints a lot of Zahn and there's a lot of flavor to the writing. And it's from Blitz's point of view and done well, which I think is extremely hard to do. uh, That would be my complaint. I could not picture what the fuck was happening. (laughs) Yeah, I think that's fair. Sometimes the geometry of the scene even is just a little unclear. It's a little vague. Yeah, You gotta make some assumptions. I will say, so one thing that I like that they do, especially when it comes to larger cityscape pieces like this, is on the on the pages for the cities themselves, they actually do have a lot of artwork that mm. make visualizing this a lot easier. In fact, they do actually have a picture of the giant howl ah. kind of descending yeah. that, that made this easier to visualize. Mm-hmm. So I, I like that a lot. Um, again, yeah, like it, it could probably do with you know, for people that don't want to go to multiple different pages to figure out what they're reading about in the moment, <laughs> uh, it could be helpful. But I do like that they do add that that option there in case you want to get a better visual. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think, um, you know, it's interesting because when you first load onto the page on the Universe site, they actually will have a, there's a piece of art that shows, like this one, for example, this ensemble one, has some Zahn, kind of like, I guess, where Zahn and Piltover sort of meet. Um, but having that Rising Howl art probably would have been a lot better so so you can immediately say oh this is what it looks like and i can figure it out yeah. from there you know hmm. yeah so i want to say all right a few things that i love about this right off the bat mm-hmm. first of all blitzcrank missing their hook like yes! two times yes yeah. <laughs> so relatable that was like my one note is that blitz miss- misses their hook twice before hitting it yeah. <laughs> uh I also, so I really like how when Blitz is talking about the Howl, they, they're they always personifying it. Yes. Like they always talk mm-hmm. about the machinery, mm-hmm. but they also use words like injured instead of broken. Mm-hmm. And they talk about how falling is the Howl's worst nightmare. Um, just like a lot of kind of subtle things that show that Blitz understands this machine as more than just a machine. Yeah. That's a really good point. That's an excellent call out. Um, yeah, it, it 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 adds very nice layer to it in a way that's it's nice and subtle. I would say as well. It doesn't feel very in your face with with that. It just feels like a nice yeah. thing that's kind of peppered throughout, for sure. They're just showing you that the way Blitz sees other machinery is as brethren. 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So the other thing that I liked a lot was that the theme of Blitz gradually learning as they interact with more humans is definitely built upon in this story. So that they have a few lines specifically. One was when they, I guess, failed to catch the thing the first time or like it lurched after they caught and saved the elevator. Mm-hmm. Everyone like screamed and Blitz says, sorry about that. Statements of empathy can be reassuring to humans in crisis. <laughs> yeah, I love That's that. the line I have written. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's a good one. <laughs> and then really another good. one they do is uh, right near the beginning, they mention my metal plates clank as I clamber onto the howl, drawing stares from the passengers and what looks like a grimace from the conductor. My knowledge of facial expressions grows each day. <laughs> <laughs> It's almost like listening to data in a way. Exactly. That's what I was thinking. (laughs) (laughs) That's true. So it's it's interesting that you talk about that because my complaint kind of ties into that and that I think there are instances of Blitz's voice being carried very well and, you know, good line being that, like you said, statements of empathy, something that really echoes how you would think Blitz would think or kind of perceive things. And then there are some lines that it feels like I don't, don't think really line up. For example... Below us, the iron pinnacles of Zahn's towers and green glass cultivars glitter like candles in the dimming light. This felt a little too... Uh, I, I just think I had a lot of trouble... Uh, poetic, yeah. I had a lot of trouble picturing mm-hmm. Blitzcrank saying that. Yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah, you're right. Um, I feel like it's not It's not really bad. It. Um, I just wish that there was more of that roboticism perspective kind of mm-hmm. throughout this. It feels like sometimes it had... You know, because it's all from a first-person perspective, that internal monologue has to do all that heavy lifting writing-wise, and sometimes it, it can kind of work against that characterization of Blitz in some in some cases. Mm. Um, I could see that. But that's a, I, it's pretty minor. It's, yeah, I definitely think the writer, which we forgot to credit. Did anyone write it down? Rail Rayla Hyde. Rayla Hyde. Rayla oh, Hyde. I, is it Rayla or Rail? I, I wrote E, but I think that name is familiar. We've we've read some of theirs before, so I thought it was maybe a... Yeah, Rayla. Yeah. I definitely think they could have le- it had more fun with being it from Blitz's point of view. Because I think I do think yeah. that the, the writer did have some fun, but the entire thing should have kind of been in that, that fun, robotic way that they, you know... Am I making sense? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. There's. I think another scene that st- that struck me was when he or when Blitzcrank winks at a kid, um, and I really mm. would have liked something that was instead of just saying I I wink, something like I close my you know visual recept one of my visual receptors <laughs> rapidly yeah, yeah. in an approximation of a wink or something like that. You know. Yeah, that kind of ties into their like loss when you, when you're doing co-op versus AI as Blitzcrank mm-hmm. or against Blitzcrank. When Blitzcrank loses, and they're like, "My eyes, my eyes are leaking oil," or, or whatever they say to be like, they're crying about losing. Yeah. Forgot yeah, about your that. Your steam is escaping from, you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But aside from that, again, it was a lot of fun for sure, and I liked that it was an action piece where we spent the majority of the 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 whole text in that action sequence, that falling sequence, um, instead mm-hmm. of it just kind of being a small section of it. Which we've found to be the case in some other some other ones. <laughs> Ooh, also real props to Zahn for when they get to the bottom, it seems like almost instantaneously 
there was a relief tent set up and engineers already working on the fix. Like, they're on top of their shit down there. <laughs> good for you, yeah. Zon. Does that mean it falls a lot or? Probably. <laughs> yeah, that's that's the real thing. I would be curious. I think it would be a really neat detail to see if it was a relief tent, but solely for the the, mecha- the, the mechanisms. Like, who gives a fuck yeah. about those people? We got to get this, keep this shit going and moving. Uh, that strikes yeah. me as very Zon. But, yeah. And but yeah. for the record, the the descenders are technically hexdraulic conveyors. <laughs> oh. So there, there's that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Do we have anything more to say about the regular Blitz lore before John takes us off the rails? Uh, so off the rails. Oh, I'm 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 down to get off the rails. I'm down to fall off the descender spiral rails. Uh, I did. We mentioned hextech, and I think hextech's a pretty important mm. thing. It's one of the central tensions of of Zon and Piltover is the hextech as a, a fairly new technology, and it actually ties into Skarner, which is <laughs> a oh. fun little twist. Yeah. So uh, so hextech is is built around hextech crystals. They're like super powerful magical batteries. You can do amazing things with them. Uh, they get them from Sharima, and if of you go course. and read Skarner's, if yeah, if you get them from <laughs> Skarner's lore, what you find out is that the crystals they are using actually contain the kind of souls, kind of memories. It's a little vague, uh, but something that's in, super integral to his his whole race. The the Brackern, mm. I think, is is the, what they're called. But you know they don't know that, so yeah, they're essentially taking these souls and or memories or whatever you want to call them, consciousnesses. Uh, from the Bracker and from Skarner's people, and they're using them just to build out this technology. And I think it raises an interesting question as to uh, is some of that rubbing off on, on Blitz. Like, is there any sort of, if Skarner and Blitz met, would Skarner recognize any sort of Bracker and song, I guess is how, how they define it? Or sorry, Skarner kind of describes it as a song that kind of carries through them, if you would see any of that echoed in how Blitz acts. I think it's an interesting question. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like that. So the people using the crystals, they're unaware of how dark this is? Or? Yes. Yeah, okay. as far as I know. I, I well, Are you making that face because of Seraphine? Yeah, I am. <laughs> okay, I know. I knew there was some problems with Seraphine because in her lore initially they had it that she was aware, yes, and didn't give a shit. Yeah. Yeah, like she had, she had so. quotes specifically about like, oh, I'll share your song, Bracker. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. Oh, man. That's no. That's a bad look right there. <laughs> yeah, I think at this point they probably didn't know. This is pretty early on in the discovery of Hextech. Okay. I don't even know if they know now. I I, I looked around a bit because Hextech is is a pretty big and pretty new technology, and I know it's it's like I said, it's it's one of the big central tensions of that region where it's it's new and it's pe- giving people all these new stuff, and obviously it comes from a very dark place and. I don't think anyone is, is, at least, yeah, I don't think anyone, except for maybe some random who we're not aware of, um, is aware of, of that. So it's an interesting thing that Blitz is kind of powered by it, and it, it allows them to do their thing. Huh. Hmm. All right, let's hop off yeah. the tracks. <sighs> All right, so let me just give a quick <laughs> shout-out to my boy, Jared Rosen. <laughs> <laughs> who seems to have single-handedly taken on the the role of writing little lore blurbs for all of the skin lines that, that Blitz is kind of a part of right now. I'm sure it's for more than just Blitz. 
But when I was looking it up, I was like, oh, who wrote this one? Jared Rosen. All right, who wrote that? Jared Rosen. So props to you, Jared. I don't even know if you remember me, but you sat right next to me for like almost a whole year. (laughs) So I'm going to start out with the Project Program uh, alternate universe. Oh, my God. So, I Blitzcrank. I Blitzcrank <laughs> is technically part of the Project Program universe. So, I Blitzcrank was created by Program alongside other helper bots such as Medbots, Program Soraka, and Program Nami, and the security bot Project Lasandra. Unfortunately, thousands of I Blitzcrank bots were corrupted by Program during a routine software update. Now, their human owners are oblivious to this fact, so they just continue to help, waiting patiently for the time where their new command lines are initiated. Oh, shit. Oh, that's neat. Yeah. So as far as I can tell in terms of how program and project kind of differ in this, it seems like, I could be wrong about this, but it seems like project is the human augmentation wing of these giant tech companies where they just augment existing humans with, with technical enhancements, whereas program is the strictly machine wing. So they're just building robots. So like in this one, you know, Blitzcrank is not a, a sentient golem. It's literally just a line of thousands of identical robots that, they, that they've built. Hmm. Interesting. So is that just hardware? Or are we also talking software as in, say, uh, like program Nami or Soraka? Are they just like pr- actual programs that run in the, the dataverse or whatever you want to call it? So my... My understanding is that they are they are robots that are that have programs kind of written by these companies to to control what they do. Um, okay. So kind of both hardware and software elements. <laughs> right. Okay. But no pure uh, no pure software. You know, think Agent Smith or whatever, where it's just kind a like a pure program. AI. Um, yeah. I think if I'm remembering correctly. There aren't pure AI, but I think the closest it comes is I. I'm pretty sure Lysandra did achieve some level of sentience and then alter her own code and also uses it to compromise others. So I guess there she hmm. she at this point is an AI uh, exclusively and can probably project consciousness into other robots. All right. So that was that was program that was project program. All right. I also learned more about Ash on there because I think they since they didn't have a story about program Ash, but there were actually blurbs that gave a lot more detail about Ash's role in the whole program thing that was interesting that I won't get into here. But there's a lot of there's more than I thought there was. <laughs> so next is the Piltover Customs alternate universe. Is that that's, a, that's an AU. That is, there are there are three skins that are part of that. Wait, they made a lore for the car, the dumb car skin? A lore blurb. You mean the awesome car skin? <laughs> He's got flames on him, man. It is. He does. Pre- I like the sound effects for that one a lot. Yeah. The, the little lore blurb we have for that is, your robot's legs were busted, so we replaced them with a vintage 32 hot rod and eight-cylinder external mounted coal engine. Plus, we painted flames on his fists. The flames cost extra. That's what they have? <laughs> yeah. Fun fact from that same AU, Corky also got flames added to his plane, but at no extra cost. His lore blurb says, 
Your plane sheeting was busted, so we replaced it with a bullet-resistant alloy and four-cylinder external mounted coal engine. Plus, we painted flames on the front. No extra charge. So, mm-hmm. fuck you, Blitzcrank. <laughs> Is that because Heimerdinger's running the plays? Yeah. <laughs> that that Yordle discount. Damn. I was going to say Yordle favoritism. <laughs> <laughs> so now we've got the soccer cup. so in case you didn't know blitzcrank was one of the all-time greatest keepers for chaos fc and he's finally taken his place in the sports hall of fame his image rests proudly with the likes of volleyball dragon women's tennis scuttle crab and badminton baron nashor Next up, <laughs> we've got Toy Box, which is actually the one that I want to see expanded on the most. Oh, so which skin is this supposed to be for? So this one is for technically an unreleased skin. Oh. It, it made it to oh, really? PBE along with two others in the same style, but only one of the three ended up getting released. Oh. And it's an Ori skin. Oh. So... This is set in Dino Nars Toy Box, and it features <laughs> champions as toys that came to life when no one was around. Oh. Like, like some other property you may be aware of. <laughs> so there are. So technically, Blitzcrank doesn't have his own blurb of lore here because they weren't one of the ones that actually got released. But there was going to be a Sone Chaos Blitzcrank, a Sone Chaos. Uh, a Mumu and a Sone Chaos Oriana. Uh, oh. Of those, they released the Oriana mm-hmm. one, but they never re- released the Amumu and Blitzcrank one. That is my favorite Oriana skin, too. It's so creepy. Yeah, and if you look at the other, the Sone Blitz and Amumu, those were pretty awesome, too. And I think it, within the lore of Toy Box, those three were essentially going to be, I guess, the equivalent to what, like, Sid's toys would have been. Like, the ones that were kind of experimented on and looked hella creepy. Interesting. So I was going to say, this is in the same AU as, um, like, the toy Renekton one, right? Okay. Oh, God. Next up. You scrolled through a whole other page. uh, I thought we were done. No, 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 no. (laughs) So next up, we've got our arcade skin line. Now, there are three Mm. factions within this setting. There are the gamers oh who are jumping into the gaming worlds, the natives of the game worlds, and then the rogue bosses who cause havoc in the game worlds. So Arcade Misfortune, Arcade Ribbon, and Arcade Sona are basically the holy gaming trinity, the goddesses of RGB destined to save the game. And Arcade Ari, Arcade Quirky, and Arcade Ezreal are more rounded players who've only just re- arrived in the game verse. Final <laughs> boss, Vagar is one of the many bosses running around, but he can mess with the game code at will and is fully conscious of where he is and what he can do. Meanwhile, Battle Boss Blitzcrank charges around driven solely by a copy of Poro Roundup. He is the less intimidating Uh, of the battle bosses in this universe. Remember Poro Roundup? Oh, man. Mm -hmm. I wish it was still available. Right? (laughs) Game was fun as hell. Yeah. Uh, next up, again, this is one that Blitz doesn't have specific lore for, but other people within the skin lines do, but it's the Cops and Robbers skin line. 
So this encompasses this encompasses all of the officer skins. Uh, same thing with like constable trundle and like captain, like those ranks. Uh, it encompasses the crime city skin lines, like mafia graves and misfortune. The riot skin lines, which is where Blitzcrank oh. falls into this, <laughs> and the secret agent skin lines. Really, the secret agent ones too? Oh yeah. man. <laughs> So, yeah, Blitzcrank is part of the Riot line, but there is no lore specifically written for them on this one. The next one hmm. is Day Job. So, what? The the next two, I think <laughs> I think one has kind of been retconned a little bit at least Blitz's participation in it, but Day Job is a series where each skin represents champions just in their daily uh day job routine. Oh my god. These encompass things like Corporate Mundo, Forecast Janna, Firefighter Tristana. <laughs> And Boom Boom Blitzcrank was included in this one as kind of a battle bot. And it, it is specifically mentioned that his fists in this world are named Boom and Boom. Dope. I don't remember this skin. Oh, okay. Now, never mind. Yeah, it's basically just a silver Blitzcrank with a black eye and his fists are yeah. boxing gloves. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. Boxer Blitz. Yeah. Now, <laughs> it seems like... And this was another one that I couldn't necessarily find verification on exactly, but it said that since the uh, since the Wild Rift trailer, this skin may have been moved to the Heavy Metal skin line, which is specifically a uh, an AU set in a dystopian world where Riot Corp took over the world, and now oh, people what? fight in company <laughs> corporate sanctioned Rift Wars, uh, gladiatorial arenas to survive. So each champion in this AU is just like a futuristic arena fighter. So um, it includes all of kind of the skins that actually do have heavy metal in front of their name. Um, But then also apparently Boom Boom Blitzcrank. Uh, Okay. Makes more sense that they would put them over there. Yeah. So the definitely not (laughs) category. Uh, It's a series of skins in a world where champions are definitely not the champions you are looking for. Did they really have to? Yep. <laughs> now, fun fact about this one. Okay, so it includes definitely not Blitzcrank, definitely not Velkaz, and definitely not Udyr, but it also includes Draven Draven. <laughs> it does Man. not include Mundo Mundo, which I would assume would have been included for the same reason that Draven Draven would, but it wasn't. Where does poor Mundo Mundo go? Probably still. Pleases. It's probably still the heroine Serial line. killer. Speaking of which, the next one is the harrowing line. <laughs> so this one is Witches Blue, Witches Brew Blitzcrank. Witches Blue Brew Blitzcrank. No Witches Blue Blitz, Blitzcrank. God, that dude. is so oh, hard. This is real tough. Witches Brew Blitzcrank. Okay, got it. Got it in one. So once nothing but a simple cauldron. Witch's Brew Blitzcrank was enchanted and brought to life in order to assist Miss Fortune in her beguiling bewitchments. And that's it? Yeah. Huh. But what about Rusty Blitzcrank? <laughs> I was going to say that, Mark. I, I could not say. find any AUs that Rusty Blitzcrank oh. was The best skin. So the last one is Lancer. So Lancer is a series of skins set in a fantasy setting of ancient sentinels. Now, each champion that's part of this is a mechanized knight created to protect cities from any threat. Um, So Lancer Paragon Blitzcrank Mm. is a silent protector of the masses. 
The artificial paladin Blitzcrank was aroused from the earth by a bolt of mysterious white light. White lightning. It now serves all honorable subjects, defending with true and calculated precision. Now, for those who are unaware of this skin line, this launched with two Blitz skins. One was Lancer Paragon Blitzcrank. The other was Lancer Rogue Blitzcrank. So he gets the villain and the hero side of this. Now, Lancer Rogue Blitzcrank is an ancient sentinel corrupted by mysterious black lightning. Rogue Lancer Blitzcrank mercilessly crushes provincial armies, destroying entire castles with kings still on their thrones. What causes its rampage is still uncertain, but for now, it seems to be following its dread protocol to the letter. (laughs) So, now it's also, you know, obviously part of Academy Adventures. (laughs) Yeah, it goes without saying. It's actually a little bit tied to the bard one from last week. Ah. Blitzcrank was walking down the hallway with Ezreal when the whole bard classroom started going crazy and it surprised Blitz so much that, you know, they static discharged all over Ezreal, which sounds dirtier than it is. John, you didn't have to say it like that. <laughs> I did, though, is the thing. No, you didn't. <laughs> I'm never going to see the Blitz R again ever the same. You know, <laughs> Now, it is uh, worth mentioning, if you look at the kind of wiki about High Noon, Blitzcrank is listed there as part of the High Noon universe, but if you actually read through the stories, I'm pretty sure that the part that they are referencing is when they mention that they talk about mechanical men built by human hands, but in the high noon universe Jin is actually specifically a mechanical man who was built to be an assassin um so i'm pretty sure that's what they're referencing since Jin is actually definitely part of that <laughs> that skin line mm-hmm. and to my knowledge blitz has no skins that would put him in that universe yeah i know sometimes on the wiki when there is a reference like that that's very vague they will include a little a tiny little icon and a link to whatever it is i don't know if you happen to i would you might have to go look at the text on the wiki page to see where that's being pulled from yeah i went through yeah i went through the stories to see if i could find an icon of blitz anywhere but i couldn't i couldn't find it so my guess is that he was listed as someone that was referenced before you know people realized that it was probably Jin that they were talking about and they were just <laughs> okay. he was never taken off the reference field but if you're looking for a high noon blitzcrank skin bad news <laughs> that sucks cuz i saw that was i saw that mention and i remember ash being an, an angel who ran on fucking god blood so i was really excited to see what blitz's <laughs> deal was i know yeah. right just everyone in that au is a robot except for the robot the robot's <laughs> not a part of it <laughs> So the we talked about climb a little bit. Um, the road to the cup that we mentioned is a bunch of. If you haven't seen it, it's a bunch of professional players that are actually animated like their signature champions, and they're all kind of fighting each other to get to the top of this. The you know the the world or the champions cup for that year. Uh, the Wild Rift cinematic is adorable in that we see Blitzcrank playing catch all by themselves. <laughs> <laughs> with like a little golem just throwing the ball at the golem and then rocket grabbing the ball back and then throwing it again it was so sad <laughs> yeah they were also in the just one more animation 
which I don't know if it was for a specific event or it was just kind of like a, a for fun thing, but it basically just is an animated cinematic with a group of friends who are sticking strictly to the Uno Mas rule of league where they keep playing Summoner's Rift and losing and then someone will stick up a finger with like a one more? Oh, one more again? I remember yeah. that one now. I do too. I forgot Blitz was in yeah. it. Yeah. Huh. Yeah, so those are the cinematics that Blitz is a part of and I think those are all of the AUs. Yay! Very well done. Take a breather. He has more AUs <laughs> than, than regular U's. <laughs> regular U's. <laughs> Any more thoughts on Blitz? I would like to see Blitzcrank interact with a a normal Steam Golem and see how that interaction goes. Mm. One who is just you know that doing their their stuff. I thought that would be neat. Um, yeah, yeah. I'd like to see. Yeah, because it is it is definitely implied that they did, but we don't we didn't actually get to see it. <laughs> mm. Like when when they added the hex tech, they're like, oh, and then he then he put them out and they they cleaned along with the regular golems and he out, they outperformed the regular golems but we didn't get to see it yeah i mean early days yeah. too it sounds like blitz was you know more robot yeah more robotic so sure but yeah mm-hmm. i'd be curious to see that and kind of, it'll be a nice way of kind of highlighting how different blitz has has become and maybe maybe give blitz some po- some reason to look internally and really reassess their their purpose and what they're doing that would be a nice like next step mm. for blitz as a character i guess or at least i could see it being yeah i that. think so too yeah um and i was gonna say not really related to blitz but i know sometimes when we hit a champion and it's their first time in a, a region we'll kind of go into the region but i think that we shouldn't do that with zon because zon is super fucking dense and on top of that blitz <laughs> is not maybe the best champion to explore it through blitz is very very self-contained in, in what they're doing um so this is not the Zon episode, yeah. I guess I would say. <laughs> I agree wholeheartedly. I think we get to we get a glimpse of the aftermath of all the shit that went down in Zon by just the fact that, that Blitz needs to exist in the first place to clean up all yeah, of this chemical yeah. waste and shit. But yeah, I am excited to get to a champion where we can dig into that, that great schism. Any, uh, we good? Yeah, I give Blitz a big thumbs up. Yeah, me too. Blitz was really Two fun. robotic thumbs up. <laughs> yeah. Uh, 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 uh. <laughs> yeah, he was a good one. Uh, so that's that's Blitzcrank. We have done it. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, please, you know, rate, review the show on iTunes if you can. That would help us out, like, immensely. Um, and join us next week when we get to talk about the Burning Vengeance brand. <laughs> <laughs>